Hello and welcome to Pickleball Therapy, the podcast dedicated to your pickleball improvement. It's the podcast with you in mind. I'm your host, Tony Roig. I'm out of town this week, so we're going into the archives. You're going to one of our first 10 episodes, episode number four specifically. It's a really good episode. It's it's thick, right? I mean, it has a lot of information in there about playing toward playing towards your strengths while working on your weaknesses. And the idea is to have a holistic approach to your game. I give you some specific tips if you happen to either be left-handed or play with a left-handed partner, um, but the tips can be applied to right-handed and left-handed partners equally. The key is to be holistic as you work on your games. Hope you enjoy the podcast. One of our, our guiding principles is that any player who puts in the work and has enough desire to, to play at that level can play a benchmark 4.0 level. And benchmark 4.0 level is is basically a player uh, who knows all you know knows the fundamental strategies, executes fundamental strategies, plays process driven pickleball. And at the end of the day, if the if the player plays tournaments, will uh, be a, a very competitive uh, team or competitive player in that tournament, and will medal over time, medal of twenty five percent of the time or more. So that's one of the underlying principles of our of our program at Into Pickle, or how we our philosophy, I should say, at Into Pickle, how we view the game. Uh, you know, is this Project 4.0. So Project 4.0 was basically, uh, you know, trying to put together the skills, concepts, and strategies that are necessary to be a benchmark 4.0 player and to bring those to you. So there was a question that was asked by a, a good friend of, a, of us, of, of Into Pickle, uh, and she asked basically, uh, you know, are there some strategies that, that I can bring to bear as a left-handed player uh, that will give me an advantage as I play? Obviously, I'm, I, am a, I am a left-handed player, so... Uh, you know, I'm used to playing from from you know from that vantage point. So it was, I thought it was a really good question. You know, to to try and find a, a, an edge, if you will, as a left-handed player. But what I wanted to reframe it a little bit, and and what I wanted to reframe it uh, as is basically, you know, what can you or anybody as a pickleball player do to gain an advantage? Uh, you know, there are certainly some things that you may be able to do by virtue of being right-handed or left-handed, but instead of just looking at it that way, I wanted to initially a- approach it from the vantage point of, of just generally what can you do to, to improve your, your chances of, of, be, of being successful during your game uh, and, and then give you maybe some specific tips that are uh, applicable to left-handed or right-handed players. All of us as players have uh, sides of the game or, or whether it's forehand, backhand, or shots that we hit that are better than other shots and shots that we hit that just are not as good as other shots. An easy example would be, let's, let's take a third shot. So uh, most of us have a, 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 a wing, whether it's forehand or backhand, on which we're better at hitting our third shots. So as an example, you know, knowing that as a player, what I'll do is I'll position myself when I'm serving or when my partner's serving, I'll position myself in a way to uh, expose more of that side of my body to the court, uh, therefore, uh, you know, increasing the chances that I'm going to be able to hit the third shot with that wing. And let's take it one step further in terms of being specific. So uh, let's assume, for instance, I'm left-handed, uh, I'm playing on the right side because we're stacking, and I want to hit third shots with my forehand, right, uh, which is in the middle. So what I'm going to do in that situation is I will move my body to the right so that I'm so that there's less of my backhand on the court or less of my backhand available to my opponents to, to hit at, hit to, and that allows me to then hit more third shots with my forehand. That's just a, a very specific example of a general principle, which is 
What you want to do is you want to survey your skill set. So you want to basically look at yourself as a pickleball player and honestly assess what, you know, what do you do well and what do you not do so well or what could you do better? And uh, and also, you know, which sides do you do it better on? Do you attack better with the backhand or attack better with the forehand when you put the ball away? If you attack better with the forehand, for instance, and you get a high floater that's, say, in the middle of your body, what you want to do is you want to take a step over to either left if you're right-handed or to the right if you're left-handed so that you can make sure you hit that ball with the forehand. And you want to capitalize on your strengths, right? And you want to, and you want to basically bring your strengths to bear. Now the weaknesses or the 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 sides that or the side or the shots that you're not as strong on. What I suggest there is when you're playing, so when you're in the middle of play, you want to try and and narrow that window as much as possible, so to make it as hard as possible for the opponent to attack that weak area uh, if they're doing that. What you want to do is then when you have time to drill or practice, that's when you want to work on those on those. Weak on the weaknesses. So let's say again, going back to the example earlier, if my backhand third shot's not as good as my forehand third shot, then what I should do is I should take some time, whether it's five or ten minutes before before uh, a game, or if I have more time, you know, to drill, then drill it. And what I want to do is I want to spend a lot of time working on my backhand third shot to round out my game, so that when I go out and play, now the backhand third shot is not as weak as it as it used to be. And that's a personal, uh, you know, for me, that's actually the the my my history. History, is that my backhand third shot was not a very good third shot. My forehand third shot still a little bit better than my backhand third shot, but the, the difference in the two is not as, as great as it used to be. So I'm much more comfortable when I play allowing the backhand to be a, a available as, a, as an uh, option uh, to execute a third shot. Another way to think about the uh, strengths or weaknesses is also what type of player are you? Uh, are you? Some players are more control players. Some players are more you know, moving the ball around, they're never going to miss a shot. They're going to be able to dink, you know, for hours. Uh, but maybe, they, 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 you know, they lack an aggressive shot, a drive or, or something that they can basically generate pace and and, and, and kind of bring the, the, the point to fruition or, or point the rally to an end. So if you're a control player, perhaps what you want to do is draw your opponents into your type of game where you can basically grind them into the into submission, if you will, uh, and just beat them through that way. Uh, but let's say you're an, ag- you're an aggressive player, you're, you're naturally aggressive player uh, and uh, and the other team is trying to lull you into their game then maybe you want to understand and recognize that and then come out of it and if you're a Trekkie uh, there's a, a story called the Kobayashi Maru I'm not going to get into it in this podcast I'll probably do a whole podcast on it because I think it's super fascinating uh, concept and it's just a good way of approaching things like pickleball but basically what you want to do is you want to you want to be in control of the tempo and control of the of the type of game that you're playing based and you want your opponents to play the game that you want to play. You don't want to force yourself to play the game that they want to play. And that's sometimes a, a, a battle back and forth where your opponent's trying to lull you into their game and you're trying to lull them into your game. But don't give up on that as, and understand that it, you know from a strategic standpoint, uh, again, just like you want to hit the shots that, that in, a, in a match, you want to hit the shots that make the most sense based on your skill set. You also want to play the type of game that makes the most sense based on the type of player you are and what you're more, most comfortable doing. I'm going to give you some specific uh, left-handed uh, tips in a second, but uh, before I do, remember that the, the better way of approaching it or the, the more holistic way of approaching it uh, is to look at your game in, as, a, as an entire thing, you know, entire all aspects of your game, I should say, and then determine what parts of your game are strongest, what parts of your game need work. Use the use your strengths as much as you can during uh, uh, during play, and then work on the areas that you need to work on during uh, drilling and practice. 
All right, let's get into some specific tips uh, that might help uh, as a left-handed player. One of the obvious uh, things that you can do uh, if you have a left-handed and a right-handed player playing together is if if both their forehands are the strongest uh, uh, shots, and that's an assumption that people make. It's not always the case. A lot of times racquetball players, for instance, who come to pickleball uh, have better backhands just because the, that backhand whip shot in, in, in racquetball is a really important shot. So it's an assumption that we make that forehands are stronger. But let's assume in this situation that forehands are stronger for both the right-hand and left-handed player. In that situation, then stacking and putting those forehands in the middle makes sense. Uh, and, you know, players will tell me that stacking can get confusing or whatever, and that's fine. But you certainly should be able to learn how to stack at least on serve. Uh, so at a minimum, you should be able to stack while you're serving, put those forehands in the middle, and then, uh, and then wreak havoc on your opponents when you have the opportunity uh, by doing that. Another advantage that you might be able to take advantage of as a left-hander is the angle of the shot that you hit. So I would still attack the middle or more in the middle. But what will happen is your ball is going to hook in a way that right-handed players may not be used to because they play with other right-handed players percentage-wise more than left-handed players. So you may have some some small advantage by being able to hit the ball uh, with that kind of a, as you come across it and the way that the angle of the shot comes in. So that's just a natural advantage you would have as a left-handed player. Uh, the main advantage of being left-handed uh, versus two right-handed players or right, a left-hander and a right-hander is the ability to stack and to basically move forehands around and backhands around. Uh, is uh, it can be advantageous and it's uh, something that I've been able to use uh, in tournament play in order to improve our chances to win. In the end, the best approach is to look at your game holistically and to honestly assess uh, strengths and weaknesses uh, and then use your strengths and work on your weaknesses. My riff on why do you play pickleball? Coming up. I was speaking with a fellow instructor the other day and you know one of the questions that came up was what you know it's kind of like trying to assess whether the, the the instructor was asking me whether the the work that 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 was being done uh, made sense given the, the the students and kind of what the feedback was and things like that and you got me thinking about uh, you know uh, you're trying to understand more of what it is that the pickleball player right the student in this case is trying to accomplish by playing pickleball and I think it's a really important thing to you know when we when we play pickleball to take some time to think about why it is that we play pickleball. For some of us, pickleball is a sport that we want to play tournaments in, we want to compete in, we want to go to the U.S. Open and things like that. For that type of player, then, uh, you know, reading books, watching videos, drilling, clinics, lessons, all those types of things, um, you know, have an objective of basically improving as a player, uh, trying to get as good of a player as you can within your current rating, whatever that is, and then eventually moving up to a higher rating and so on until you know, until the end of time, right? So you just keep working to improve and try and, and incrementally add something new to your game. And that's a, a perfectly fine objective as a pickleball player. But I, you know, I think it's important to keep in mind that there are players out there uh, who are just as worthy of pickleball players as the competitive ones who are looking for something different. You know, sometimes a player might be looking for just, uh, you know, kind of a, a, a social, active social kind of an outlet, you know, where there's a group of, of of people who are enjoying themselves uh, out there on a court, getting a little bit of exercise and, and the social aspect. Uh, and some other group of players just want exercise. You know, they just want to go out there and, and have exercise. And, you know, they're not really that concerned about uh, stacking and, and learning all these kind of, you know, more advanced uh, strategies or concepts. Uh, and I don't think there's, you know, frankly, there's anything wrong with that kind of uh, uh, view of the game or that kind of a, uh, approach to the game if that's what you're looking for. And I think it's important to kind of keep that in mind when we're out there not just, you know, as instructors, I think it's important, but not just as instructors, but also as players, you know, when we're at a rec center or open play, some of the players there are just 
just want to play. You know, they're not really interested in in improving. Uh, so, like for instance, what I do personally is uh, is if I see somebody who is doing something that I think I can help with, and you know, I think it's appropriate to to suggest it to them, uh, I will ask them whether. Uh, they would like me to share that with them, uh, and if uh, if they're not interested, then that's perfectly fine. You know, there's no no nothing says that they they have to get better uh, if that's not their objective as a, a pickleball player. So uh, anyway, I think it's 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 valuable just to kind of reflect a little bit on what it is that we're looking for, and and sometimes I think it helps also. You know, for even for us who are competitive and, and want to, you know, like Jill and I, we play tournaments, and you know, I we work on our game, we drill, we want to improve. Uh, but I think it's also good to kind of. Uh, understand the, the and I'm going to use the word holistic again but the, the kind of holistic benefits of pickleball when we go out there you know it's not just you know did I execute uh, third shots at x percentage did I move right every time and things like that a lot of it should be hopefully uh, you know that uh, we're out there with uh, friends with uh, fellow pickleball players who enjoy the sport like we do uh, we're hopefully enjoying you know, some nice time out, outdoors and uh, and at the end of the day getting some exercise so you know there's a lot of benefits to the game and uh, I think keeping them in uh, in um, you know keeping them all on our minds can give us some perspective when we're out there and maybe uh, avoid us and by us I mean me uh, from losing our minds uh, when we miss that uh, dink or third shot anyway I hope you all uh, enjoyed the podcast thanks for uh, listening if you enjoyed it please give it a rating on whatever platform you're listening to it on guys and gals stay safe out there and uh, we'll talk next week good luck out there